your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And on today's episode, yeah, we'll get to some all-star weekend festivities and game. And we will also give the, um, I was going to say awards, but grades to uh, our forwards. We did the defensemen and goalies on Friday's episode. We will do the forwards today and then kind of foreshadowing for tomorrow. Planning on doing a crossover episode with Seth from Locked On Wild because those are always fun. So, yeah. (laughs) Duke's up. Uh, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Subscribe and get notified whenever a new show goes live. So All-Star Weekend, we'll talk about it, even though I hate it. Uh, but, you know... You want to know what I did instead of uh, if you're going to ask me if I watched the the actual game, uh, I watched when the Central played the first game. It was, mm-hmm. it was against the, the Atlantic. The, the, yeah, yeah, it was against the Atlantic. <clears throat> and then they won that. Uh, and then curling was on for the Olympics. And mm. I, went, I went and watched that instead. Like, that's how much I don't really care about the All-Star game. I'd rather watch Olympic curling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't fault you there. Um, I made it kind of an event at my house and then the skills competition was more of an event than the all-star game rolled around and like my son got bored with it and then my daughter got bored with it. And eventually I was just sitting here watching it and I was like, (laughs) I don't, I bet you Chris isn't watching. No. Glad to know I was right. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, it is what it is. You can't make it better. You can't. I, I think what what the NHL did in making it three on three is the most interesting way that you can hold the actual game. Yeah. Nobody wants to see five on five because that, that's just too congested, too convoluted. Three on three is great. It's just obviously they're not playing as hard. Uh, the goalies aren't playing as hard. We're having reviews for some reason yeah. uh, that I don't just let it go. Uh, I know there's a million dollars at stake, but really they're dividing it between the 11 guys on the team. Like for, for these guys, that's monopoly money. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It's not horrible. It's just not piquing my interest that I have to tune into this for any reason. And I watched the first, like I said, I watched the first game for the central because I wanted to see what Kadri and uh, Kale McCarr did. Okay. Kadri scored a goal. Cool. <laughs> And, you know, and, uh, and we move on. You know, the the sick reason I really watched this All-Star game, I wanted to see Claude Drew and how he works outside of Philly. Now, there's a question. <laughs> does, Honestly. Does this change anything for him going into – I mean, right now he's discussing if he wants to stay with with uh, Philly. And Philly's basically saying it's up to you. Mm-hmm. If you want to – if you want to – Trade, we will facilitate something. If you want to stay, great. We'd love to have you. You want an all-time flyer. So, and then he goes out and wins the the MVP, which is whatever. I mean, John Scott won it. So ten ten guys could have won that award. You know what I mean? 
But um, does does that change his mind at all? Is that any bearing? I don't think so. But maybe there are people that think that it might. Yeah, it's one of those that when these little rumors come up and people are kicking the tires on trade deadline acquisitions, all-star games are a good way to see what does this talent look like with superior talent? Because usually good teams don't trade good players. So if you want to see a player that's on the trading block, see what he does in the all-star game. And you know what? I was kind of impressed. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, well, he's a good player. Like I, I, I would love to have him. And I put yeah. up something where uh, he, I can't remember what it was, but I, Oh, he was, he was a, he was named captain. And I jokingly put up a tweet saying, Hey, an avalanche player is named captain. For the All-Star <laughs> break. And uh, there were some people like, don't want him. I'm like, why would you not want this guy? He, he would be, he'd be perfect for this team. Well, see, I was in that camp before the all-star game. I was mm-hmm. one of those. that was like, you know, not, uh, we don't need to take on somebody, you know, that old, honestly, because of how young and fast the team is. But Watching the All-Star game, it kind of changed my tune a little bit. So it's beneficial in that regard. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. In in the grand scheme of it, because it's his decision to make, I don't think his mind changes just because he won the the MVP for the All-Star game. It has no bearing whatsoever on his decision. But his decision should be coming within the next couple weeks or so. We would would think. Uh, The skills competition, I think that's more entertaining than the actual game. Uh, Kale McCarr finishes fifth in the fastest skater, but they were all kind of lumped together. I think there was one guy. I think I think, I think it was Kreider. Maybe I don't remember. I'm trying to think of who it was. Got over like 14 seconds. I think it was the only one that went over 14 seconds. Everybody else was kind of close. He wasn't that yeah. far off, uh, and you could kind of tell, like on his last turn, coming around the behind the net, he kind of went wide a little bit too far. And just those little nanoseconds are are what's gonna lose it for you. So I, he ha- he looked good. He, he yeah. wasn't like stumbling or anything. He had some pretty good lines and uh, just wasn't fast enough. But still very impressive for a defenseman. Yeah, and that's always a fun competition to start everything off with. And you get your avalanche player right off the hop, and then you had to wait till almost the end for your other one. But yeah, I thought Kyle Connor looked was faster than he was, but. Um, it was it was a good little competition. It's all right. And then the the shooting out on the water of the Bellagio. Entertaining. I thought for what it was, kind of a, a different take on things. Uh, I thought the camera angles were horrible. I yes. you couldn't tell what was going on. I think they started to figure it out by the end, and they just kept the one camera that was high up in the sky, like behind them, and just they were too concerned with putting the camera in, in every uh, slot. And mm-hmm. the thing was, you did, they they could they could shoot in any uh, spot they wanted to. It didn't have to go in order, so yeah. they didn't know where they were shooting, and they were trying to catch up to where they were going. And it was like they'd get to the camera where they were shooting, and then the, then it would be too late. The puck was already there; they're already onto another target. Yeah. So I think after a little while, whoever's directing this thing was just like, just throw the camera that's high up in the sky, then they can see all of the targets, and everything is fine. So that was fun and entertaining. It was different. It was cool. Um, the the blackjack thing same different cool what i liked about all of them is they don't dwell too long on any of these events they no. get them over with you know what i mean like i feel like the dunk contest and the three point contest just go on forever and i haven't watched them in years so maybe they've changed it but it just seems like they went on forever and ever yeah. so long and these are just 
Let's get these guys in one round, like with the hardest shot. You get two shots and you're done. Yep. I like that stuff. Yeah, it was quick. It was and that honestly, um, that piqued my interest with my kids because like I said, I have a 10 and an eight-year-old, and this is like their first foray into uh hockey and mm-hmm. seeing that like wow, they could shoot the puck at 103 miles an hour, and this is how fast they go. Like it's a good little it's a good family outing to watch, like the skills competition. And the two new competitions they had this year, I thought, is this is what we need to start doing from now on. Like, when it came to, like, accuracy, like, okay, that's fine. It's great and everything. Hardest shot. That's nice. But I loved the shooting the pox of the Bellagio. Um, I like the female representation. Um, oh, man, she was great. Like, she, oh, my. She crushed everybody up until the end. Like, yeah. she, I thought she was going to the final. And they get to see um, Mignon Rion. And the breakaway challenge as one of the goalies. Like, I love that aspect of everything. And I like the blackjack at the end with Kadri and like the little bit of strategy they had to do and like try and figure out what they're doing and call their shot. I think that's what they should have done from the beginning is like really call their shot and what card they're going for. It added to it. So I really like that competition. And we'll see. I mean, Obviously, those are a play on on the location with Vegas. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't. I mean, you, I guess you, you could always do that wherever you, you know, wherever you're having the All Star Game, which next year it is in Florida. Uh, but it's not going to hold the same appeal of yeah. gambling and stuff as it is in Vegas. But you could still do something like that if you wanted to. I got to say, I love, and I remember what it's called, where they dress up and they do the different the breakaway uh, challenge. Loved it. Yeah, I thought that was the best in my opinion, yeah. and and I was talking to my brother in law, and he was watching. He's like, "That was the dumbest thing ever." I'm like, "Dude, like, for me, it was it was the the most fun I had watching that because they yeah. can just be loose, they can be goofy, they can, you know, play on different things." And I thought, you know, the Zegers thing was an absolute sham as to why he didn't win that thing. And get over yourselves, Vegas. I, I, it's another reason why I can't stand this organization. Uh, because little stupid things like this, they have to win or else they're going to think less of themselves. And, you know, you could say that was a dumb competition all you want. But like I woke up today and got a text from my brother who does not watch the game and said, hey, that Zegers goal last night was incredible. Like awesome. this is what this is what it's here for. Like the All-Star game is not really for the hardcore hockey fans. It's to bring like the fringe fans in because it's on. It's a big event. And it's to get new eyes on the game. Don't lose sight of that. No. And even the, the Jack Hughes one I thought was great. Yeah. It was yeah. just fun. Again, you're in Vegas. It's a magic trick. And then at the end, the kid scores and they throw the sticks into the stand. Like, that's a Jack Hughes. Like, loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Um, and what was – oh, the uh, the Kaprizov one. We're going to have to talk to Seth about that. Yes. Let's see what uh, his take is on uh, Kaprizov wearing a, a Ovechkin jersey because uh, I think some – some wild fans were having heart attacks at that point. <laughs> so, uh, but overall, it is it is what it is. It's the All Star break, and it's just you know it's over and done with, and we're one more day closer to meaningful hockey. That's right, Avalanche world again. So, all right, we are going to hear from Built Bar, and then we're going to get into grading some of or all of our forwards at the halfway point. But first, Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. How about you, Kyle? Uh, I'm still going. All right. Well, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but if you are still 
in the mode of New Year's resolutions. I can hear Kyle moving around. There it is. There's the built bar that his New Year's resolutions are still going strong. And if you have made built bar part of that New Year's resolution, continue to do so. And also, have you tried the puffs? Built bar puffs. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. They're very like marshmallowy flavored. If they are. The marsh- yeah, they're very good. If you like marshmallows. Uh, puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. And they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% chocolate. And they do not taste like a chemical spill. That's right. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with Built Bar Puffs. They're better than a typical candy bar, which can be anywhere from two to 300 calories because these and most Built Bars are 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a normal candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, before we get into our grades, just wanted to bring up that obviously it is Super Bowl week, and we here at Lockdown Network are promoting a super week, which is brought to you by Get Upside. And it's no better place to get the coverage for the big game than at Locked On NFL and all the Locked On NFL podcasts, especially Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams. They're both in Los Angeles. They're there. Those hosts are there for the game. And some other hosts are there for the game. They're on Radio Row. Oh, my God. The the jealousy is at an all-time high right now because there's a lot of hosts here. And I believe, I think... Cody from Locked On Broncos is on his way. So, yeah. So go check out all those shows and get uh, get up for the big game. Um, for us, it is grading time. So we did alphabetical for the defensemen. Uh, I think we'll go from kind of like fourth line, third, fourth line guys up to our, our biggins. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start with the, you know, kind of the lower guys, like I said. And why not start with Tyson Jost? Everybody's kind of whipping boy when he's doing bad. And everybody loves him when he's doing well. Could be one of those guys that's on a trading block. Uh, but how has he done for you so far this season? He exists. He exists. Like, uh, it's one of those things we talk about a lot. Um, don't get in the way. Don't let us talk about you for messing up or hurting the team. He doesn't. He's just there, which yeah. is, I honestly, my grade for him right now, as it sits, he's mm-hmm. sitting at a D mm. because honestly, he plays like a C, but he is so invisible that he is graded D because if he is a piece in a trade package, it's going to have to be him plus somebody else. All right. Yeah. He's no longer that, that guy that you could trade. Like he's not producing the way that you thought he would at this point in his career for the avalanche. And it's, it's beyond the point of another team inheriting him and taking him thinking that will jumpstart his career. Yeah. It's beyond that. And like you said, like if he's included in something, he's not going to be enough depending on the, on the person that you're trying to get from the other team. But it's like, okay, that's only a small part of the deal. We need something more now. 
yeah. uh, where a year or two ago, you maybe could have just put him in a package and coupled with a pick or something might have been enough for a team. But for having played 44 games this year and you have 12 points, five goals, seven assists, I'll never question the dude's compete level because he's no. always, I mean, he is always trying. I can't fault him for that. Um, but it's it's just, and we were all thinking maybe he'd turn the corner Yeah, last year. He started playing very, very well last year. And it just hasn't carried over to this year. Uh, because of his his compete level, and I don't feel like he makes a ton of mistakes. My problem with Joseph is like it's just not scoring up in the stat sheet, and that's yep. not that's not everything, but it is a big thing. I don't want to keep making those excuses for him. That it's just like yeah, he's he's working his tail off, he's working his butt off, and it's not showing up on the stat sheet. You can only say that so many times. Yeah. Um. So because of his his hustle, I'll give him a C minus. Uh. But I I I don't like the long-term possibilities for Tyson Jost with the avalanche. I just don't. Yeah. And when you rattle off a stretch of games where you're only winning by a goal or having to come back like those guys that just exist on the roster, you need them to score. So I'm going yeah. to grade them a little bit harshly this year because we've had to come back in games we shouldn't have. And if Jost was doing what we anticipated him to do, it wouldn't be that tight. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go to his buddy, JT Comfer, who's kind of uh, in the same boat. You're always thinking that he's going to maybe turn a corner and you see flashes of him. He, he's kind of like the bottom six Burkowski. Yeah. You see flashes of like, all right, that's what we want out of you. And then he follows it up with a week's worth of you forget he's on the team. Yeah. So where are you going with Comfer? He's going exactly where Jost is. Um, he is a D. Um, it's one game every month and a half is not enough. Yeah. I mean, points wise, he he's, he's producing more than Jost is. He's got 32 games, so he's missed a chunk, but he's got eight goals, eight assists. So 16 points, you know, compared to, to Jost's 12 and 44. So from that aspect, he's performing better, but still, I don't think he's performing up to standard and he's 26 years old. So again, yeah. he's played his entire career with the Avs. You know what you got in him. I think he's a little bit more reliable than Jost. Um, so you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Avs hang on to him at the trade deadline. But again, whoever they're wanting to bring in, uh, if somebody wants JT Comfort, and that's the question you have to ask yourself: if you're bringing in someone and they want Comfort, are you not going to do the deal because you want to hang on to JT Comfort? Uh, I, I don't that, that, see I don't see why you would hold on to him. Right. Right. So because I expect more out of Confer and he's kind of not doing I think I'll give him the same grade as Joe in a C minus, but he is hanging on by a thread to that. Yeah. And so. honestly, Joe and JT would be your trade package. And that's would be. And that's still not going to land you a big name that you know. Yeah. No. Um, all right. How about Abe Kubel? Bring him in on a uh, a waiver wire pickup, which is pretty pretty rare these days. Yeah. Um, but started off pretty well. It seemed like a pretty good pickup by uh, by Joe Sakic, and you know, I think overall, I think you got to be happy with how he's played. He gets a flat C for me. Um, yeah. Would have been a C plus, but his production's gone away. 
Um, but it has. He's he, he's a flat C right now, but he has the potential to hit B by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, thirty nine games played, six goals, eight assists for fourteen points. Um, how many? Let me see. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can't figure that out. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, like he when he came over to the abs, he was he was hot. He was yeah. looking good. Um, and you've got so in, since January 14th, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games played, and he's got a single goal, and that's it. Mm. So again, not a guy that's there to to put you over the top in terms of you know yeah. scoring goals or anything. Uh, but you just like to see that breaking up a little bit more. You don't want to go that long with uh, just a goal over a yeah. game stretch. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. A, a, a waiver pickup typically aren't expected to do a ton, uh, but I feel like he's done enough. So I'm, I agree with you. I think a, a straight C for him. Yep. I like it. Um, kind of moving up the list, uh, we'll go with Darren Helm. And Helm was a free agent signing, spent a decade plus with the hated, well, formerly hated Detroit Red Wings, but uh, has been injured recently. But I think I think he just came back not that long ago, right? Did he just did he come back? I think he did. See, and there therein lies the problem. <laughs> there is why Darren is getting the grade he's getting from me. Because point me to your favorite Darren Helm moment that's not the breakaway against Detroit. Yeah. Um, what has he done since then? You can't spell Darren without a D, and that is what <laughs> Darren is getting from me. Really? <laughs> that low? Well, he's got 32 games, four goals, two assists. Um, That's five more points than Eustace Ananen. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't played since January 10th. Yeah, I, I thought he came back, or maybe he was ready to come back, but... It's been a while, and he's on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game pointless streak. Um, kind of brought in to be an elder statesman, and he's still got the speed, which is good. Uh, but yeah, I think he started out the season doing relatively well, but it kind of just disappeared. Yep. So I kind of am in with you on that, and I would give Darren Helm a, a D, unfortunately, because yep. I was kind of expecting him to do a little bit better than he is. Uh, we'll move over to rookie Alex Newhook, who started the season uh, with the Eagles. A lot of people were expecting him to maybe slide into that number two line spot. He's gotten there. He yep. has gotten there. And, uh, you know, from, from where he started to where he is now, night and day. What do you give Newhook? I'm giving Abby's brother a B, mm. a straight B, um, especially where he started the year. Like from what we were anticipating, like this was like another Kale McCarr type come right out the gate and contribute to the avalanche to being humbled with the Eagles coming back to the avalanche and hitting the ground running. Um, yeah, he gets a B. He's consistent and he's trying. And he's getting a little bit more dangerous with his shots and what he's yes. trying to do. So eventually, one of those are going to go in, and things going to things are going to get really good for Nui. I got so he's got thirty four games, ten goals, six assists, um, and it's yeah how how he's really come along 
since the start of his his season this year being sent down um and now he's trusted they yeah. they they are not afraid to put him in the second line uh in the top line if there's injuries in the top line for the power play um i'm giving him a b plus right now because he i can't go a yet but I am giving him a, a solid B plus, and if he continues this, he's got an easy A for me at the end of the year. He's been great. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, for the bottom Sixers, I hate to throw him in here, but you gotta. But Logan O'Connor, C minus. Hmm. Really? This is a, this, this, that's surprising to me. Go ahead, explain. New Hook and LOC. It's effort on two. Like new hook, this is what we expect you to do. Like a flat B is what I gave him, where he should be like dancing around in the A. LOC is coming out of nowhere and proving things, but he's still like a C minus because he's still putting parts of his game together. He's shown his speed, he's shown his scoring. He's one of those that could easily finish up high B bottom A by the end of the year. But he's still putting stuff together now. I think this is the furthest apart we're going to be on any of these uh, grades right now because uh, I think he's tailed off a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in the in the past uh, couple weeks. I will admit that, but he has broken onto the scene uh, like a banshee, in my opinion. And I am giving him a, a same as Newhook. I'm giving him a B plus. Okay, I think I think he is. He's looked. Very much the part. I think now is going to be a critical time for him because he kind of came out like gangbusters and nobody knew who he was. And now teams are have to start kind of game planning for him. And how is he going to respond to that? Yeah. Because now, like the, these coaches, instead so on when they're on a power play, they're noticed. They're, they're telling their players like, "Be mindful of Logan O'Connor of yeah. all guys." And you know he he started out with these every game having a, a, a you know down a man a penalty kill goal shorthanded yeah. goal um and he's still getting those opportunities but um now i think because teams are like i said teams are starting to game plan for him so now he needs to answer that call that's just for the penalty kill and everything else, it's just, you know, it's the ebbs and flows of a, of a season. And I think right now he's in kind of like a downturn. But I have every reason to believe this break is exactly what he needs. And look for Logan O'Connor to come out a, a madman in the second half because uh, he wants – he. I love how this guy plays. And he's becoming a fan favorite for the Avalanche. Um, you know, another guy that they, they can put wherever they want. He's, he ascended up to the top line Yeah, when, when McKinnon was out for a little while. So uh, I th- just, this, this guy is great. I like I, this guy. I, I just try and be a little hesitant because I've seen the avalanche sign flashes in the pan and mm-hmm. be married to them for a long time. And I don't want to get burned again on LSC. I want to see how he finishes the rest of this year. I've seen Understood. good things. I don't want to fall in love with the good things. I want to fall in love with a good player. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is not longevity right now. This is just uh, for the first, you know, 40-plus games. I've loved what I've seen this year from him. But he, yeah, you want to see this continue. Yeah. So, all right. 
All right, let's uh, hear from Bet Online, and then we'll get to the the top six. So, Bet Online has you covered this season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march towards the big game, which is less than a week away, everybody. So, go to BetOnline.net. It remains your best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news. For this season, it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for 2022. It's where the game starts. That is BetOnline.net. All right, top six. Uh, it's no surprise that, you know, the, these grades start ascending as we start ascending up the the roster. Um, so we'll go to the second line and we'll start with Andre Burkowski. And maybe I spoke too soon by saying that. Uh, but go ahead, Burkowski. There's your seventy five percent C grade. That is, that's all you're getting out of Berkey. Yeah. Um, let me bring up his uh, up to the minute stats for Mister Burkowski. Um, I just haven't been impressed this year. He's got 42 games. He's got 14 goals, 21 assists for 35 points under normal circumstances. They'll say like, yeah, that's, that's good. But again, he's still like disappearing at times. And after the, let me see what he had after the, um, the hat trick game. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. So he didn't score for seven games, a goal. He, he had assists here and there, but he didn't score a goal for seven games. Just, I don't know. C plus. Well, like C, flat C. I, yeah, I, I like his personality, and yeah. I like his I like his the possibilities of what he can do. It's just so much up and down. So um, I, I'm not going to give him a D because those are good. Those are good stats. Yeah. I mean, 35 points. So, yeah, for me, that's a straight C for him. Uh, Nichuskin, that's up for big nuke. That's a B plus. Yeah, uh, easily a B plus. I love his game. I love how he could like composes himself. I love the way he like gets in the in the slot and makes goals happen. I like nuke a lot. Yeah. Um, twenty eight games, so he was out for a little while. Obviously, uh, twelve goals, eleven assists, twenty three points. Yeah, I think he's still having this resurgence. Of a, of a career ever since the abs took him in a couple years ago. And you have to like how he plays. He's a big yep. body. He's great on the four check. Um, he's, he's what you love in a second liner and he has that ability to score. Um, he's good at checking. Like he just checks a ton of boxes to use that tired phrase, but he, it's true for him. So he's great. And even, even in overtime, I said it before, like in overtime, he's a force because he's a big body when he has all that open space and he gets a, a skate length in front of you and he can just shield you with his body. You're done. And it's it's further evidence to when we're talking about JT and Berkey and Joe's what we're not getting out of them, what we're getting out of Nuke when no nobody else would give him a chance. And he didn't yeah. score for two years. Like that's what we're getting out of Nuke. And we know what these other guys can do, but can't do and won't do. That's why it's so easy for us to give up on them. Yep. All right, Mr. Nazem Kadri. I think I know where this is going for you. A plus. 
Yeah. Can't tell Pretty, me otherwise. <laughs> no. And, and I didn't need to click on his name, but I wanted to just to see that stat line just because it's uh, – it's pretty right now. 41 games played, 19 goals, 41 assists, 60 points. Yeah. Uh, Hart Trophy candidate, man. He's a hard, he's, he's in the mix right now. Uh, that is an easy A-plus as you can award right now for on this team. So, um, all right, let's get up to the top line, and we'll start with Mr. Miko Rantanen. Flat A. Yeah. Like not not a plus because the stats, um, a plus effort, um, just not there all the way. Like perfect game, like no, but that's he does that. He takes himself out of the play and sets everybody else up. So, like he's a flat A. I'm gonna give him a second A plus for me. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, 41 games played, 24 goals, 30 assists, 54 points. He's a stud. Yep. He is a stud in this league, and it doesn't and it goes unnoticed more to him than any other player in this league, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think people understand the greatness of Miko Rantanen, and it's not that you know he's playing on a line with uh, McKinnon and Landeskog. He is that good. Yep. You can put him on any team, and he will be on your top line, and he will put up these stats. He, he's great. He is yep. great. Um. Yeah, so for him, I think that's an easy A plus for me, for Miko. Um, would not surprise me if he if he beats Kadri at the end of the year in, in most points for, Interesting. The, for the Avalanche. Would not surprise me at all. I like and, that, and not because uh, Kadri is going to tail off. It's just because Miko is that good where he can put together a five point game like that. Yeah, and catch and catch up. So wouldn't surprise me. Um, we'll save the captain for last. So we'll go with Nathan McKinnon. That's an A plus. Um, yeah, I say a plus because of the new wrinkles that we've seen on Nathan McKinnon. It shows you he's working towards something and he's got deeper in the playoffs in mind. Yeah, I'll give him an a, um, I, and I won't give him an a plus because I, I, I maybe unfairly I'm holding him to a higher standard because of who he is. <laughs> and it took him a little while to get going. And a lot, um, of his, his point production was, through assists, which are fine. Mm-hmm. And we talked at length about how he was kind of changing his game for a while. And you're starting to see him change it back to the Nathan McKinnon of old, where he is just a bull in a China shop and he's just going to take games over. And we're starting to see that now. <clears throat> and uh, that's in the, in the way of, of his nine goals. Those all seem like they've come within the last like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> those, those nine, you know what I mean? Because he was just assist after assist after assist. He was facilitating, and I don't know if if he was j- just didn't have his legs or if he just needed some more time just to get into the the flow of a season because he was injured and with COVID and all that nonsense. But it seems like that is all gone now, and you know you're always excited to watch Nathan McKinnon play, but I think uh, more than anything, and now with this injury. You know, he hopefully he comes back and doesn't have any side effects from that uh, because he was trending towards taking everything over. Yeah. From everybody on this team and across the league. I, I just hope that didn't doesn't like stunt that with this injury. But uh, solid A for me. I'm sure by the end of the year, if everything still goes the way it, that it has been and this injury doesn't set him back at all. 
probably another typical A plus season for Nathan McKinnon. Nate, if you're listening, he said A plus. Please sign with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I I meant A plus plus yeah. plus is what I meant. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, Mister Gabe Landeskog, the captain. A plus probably might be Gabe's best season in an Avalanche sweater when it's all said and done. It's trending towards that. Um, <clears throat> what do we got here? Slow bringing his stats up. All right, 36 games played. Obviously, we know he missed a few, but 19 goals, 26 assists for 45 points and does plays the role of captain to a T, does mm-hmm. the dirty work. You know what I mean? He's not the prima donna, although he he you know he's got the facial features to be a prima donna. He does. He he doesn't play that way. He doesn't care no. about that stuff. Uh, he will mix it up with anybody, anytime, anywhere. Not afraid to get dirty in front of the net. Not afraid to mix it up if you mess with anybody on his team. He's the quintessential captain when it comes to that. When it comes to stats, yeah, uh, they're they're up there with the best of his career. I think at the end of the season, if he can stay healthy. Um, and that's always a question with him because of the way he plays, yep. um, both injury and suspension wise. I hate to say it, but you know, he's creeping up there with these suspensions. Um, it, it could be his best, best season ever. So I will withhold an a plus for now and I will give him a solid a, uh, because, you know, I don't want him getting suspended like he did at the beginning of the season. I don't want to see that stuff. So if he can, you know, keep it together, which I have every confidence that he can. He's not like this. He's not a Tom Wilson. Yeah. But he plays with an edge. And sometimes he goes over that edge. And, you know, I think the league is on notice. If, you know, he keeps doing this, he's one of those guys that has a history. Um, So don't do that stuff. Play your game. Be an awesome captain. Protect your players. Do the the grunt work in front. And you got an A-plus for me by the end of the year. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, and he's continually, you can watch him, he's teaching like new hook. He's t- teaching these new guys like Maltsef and Abe Kubel how you do things on the bench at all times. So hmm. he's a captain's captain. Isn't it crazy how he's been in the league that long that now he's teaching the young guys? Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy. So, all right, uh, that kind of sums everything up for grades at the halfway point. Let us know what you guys think. Do you agree, disagree? I want to know what people think on Logan O'Connor. Kyle and I, are, that, that's the furthest we were off on any of the players was uh, LOC. So let us know what you think. Avalanche at gmail.com or get in touch with us on uh, the socials. That will be it for today. Like I said, tomorrow we will be, we plan on it, doing a crossover with Seth. So uh, from Lockdown Wild. So uh, stay tuned for that. But thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL for your second listen of the day. Get caught up in everything going on around the league. One more day in the books. That's Mm -hmm. closer to meaningful avalanche hockey again. We can stop talking about the All-Star game. Tampa's coming. Yes, they are. All right, everyone. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in. He is Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.